What's up guys, Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's Corrales Punta Cana Championship. There's always a little bit of a hangover the week after a major. We're heading to Punta Cana. We'll talk in depth about that event, but I would be remiss if I did not talk about last week real quick and provide the shout outs uh, for all the winners in the community because uh, there were a ton of them. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, so I wanted to take the opportunity for this week and uh, give you guys a pat on the back. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, wow, he did it in a way I did not think you'd be able to do it at winged foot, right? He took it apart the way he said he was going to. Very impressive stuff and also impressive with the number of winners coming out of this great little community that we have. So I'll just run through uh, as many as I can. These are not all of them. I just handpicked ones. Uh, James Malone turned his $65 into $292. Great week. Evando Thompson, Will Zalatoris with a top 10. That's awesome. $25 into $325. Chris McCown, McKeon, McKeon, probably. 20 into 500 thanks to a Bryson outright. You love to see it. Michael Jones won $575 on DraftKings. Scott Young turned his $25 into $750. This one's fun. Brandon Burba goes 8-1 on his Zach Johnson top 10 and top 20. I love that. I just love that this guy was sweating Zach Johnson all week. Mike Cavalunas turned his $441 into $1361 on DraftKings. Congrats, Mike. Mike has a podcast it's called The Cut Line. It is honestly one of the uh, most well-produced podcasts there are out there. You should go check it out. Um, Connor won $1,500 on DraftKings. Born on third, yeah, my buddy from the Slack channel, 108 into 2,195. The Slack channel was full of winners this week. Sam Danes turned his 90 into 2,250. Jos- Josiah Blevins, I say his name a lot. Three different Bryson bets. Good on you for not only doubling down, but tripling down, winning $2,255. Jack-Jack won $5,075 on DraftKings. I've got more. We're already at $5,000, and I've got more coming. It's unbelievable. Christopher Bultonick. Hope I got that right. $6,000 via matchups. Congrats. Emmett Smith, maybe not that Emmett Smith, but in the Slack channel mentioned it was his biggest win. Uh, Big congrats to you, Emmett Smith. $7,100 on DraftKings. Nice guy. Always in the Slack. Very active. Awesome. And Milton. Milton on DraftKings wins $40,000. That's right. $40,000. Great week. For the community, congratulations. You all deserve it. We've been on a really great run. Um, if you would like to join the Rick Run Good community via the rickrungood.com tools, there are plenty of ways to do that. You can go to rickrungood.com and sign up. That's the way I encourage you to do it. Or what you can do uh, is win a month. Oh, and I've got winners from last week. Hold on. I've got to pull the... I have winners from the six-month draw for the U.S. Open. Here we go. The winners of the six-month subscription to rickrungood.com. Big, biggest giveaway I've ever done. Uh, Funk Gill. I have to say that very carefully. And Matt Sandy. 
Congratulations. By the time you see this video, I've probably already reached out to you. I will get you all set up. If you would like to enter a drawing to win a month subscription to rickrungood.com, there are two ways to do that. If you are on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the Rick Run Good YouTube channel, obviously. Make sure you like this video and tell me in the comments who's going to win the Corrales Punta Cana Championship that easy. Uh, And the other way is to leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast version of this show. It is called 300 Yards to Unknown. You can get the link in the description. Leave a five-star rating and review. Say something nice about this show, and that'll get you entered as well. And I'll announce those winners next week. There is a live chat this week. We're going to do a live chat again. Uh, it's been very successful over the last couple of weeks. You guys have been telling me via your likes that it's something you are interested in. So we're going to roll back out a live chat this week. Now it is going to be at 10 30 AM Eastern on Wednesday. It's a little earlier than usual, but I'm on the road. I'll, I'll be doing it from a different location. So, uh, the timing had to match up. So it'll be Wednesday, 10 30 AM Eastern. You can go and drop your question in the chat right now i'll link i'll put a link in the description go ask your questions i'll run through as many as possible there were like a million of them in there last week i'll do the same this week and i will see you guys on wednesday morning okay i think that's it there is simultaneously a lot to talk about uh for corrales and also like not that much to talk about so i have no idea how long this video is going to be let's get after it talk to you in a second All right, let's start with the course breakdown. Talk a little bit about this event. Uh, Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of course stuff to talk about. Remember, this tournament only exists, you know, only started existing like five years ago. And the first couple of years, it was a corn ferry tour stop. Then in 2018, it got elevated to a PGA tour stop, but this was the alternate field event, the opposite field event to the WGC match play. So you got some really weak fields. Uh, we did that for two years, right? Bryce Garnett won it in 2018, Graham McDowell won it in 2019. And now this is the first year, uh, and it was supposed to be the same thing, an alternate field event, but it got postponed. And now it is elevated to full on regular tour, full FedEx cup points, all that good stuff. But the problem is because it was a a non, uh, it it was an alternate field event and it didn't have, uh, necessarily the backing and whatnot. it, It, it doesn't have shot link data, I guess is what I'm getting at here. So we do not have shot link data. We, we don't, we don't have it. Uh, so not only do we have a small sample size, but we don't even have the lasers out there. And then also the other problem is, uh, these are Paz Palum greens, which there's only one other place that we get Paz Palum greens. And that's at the Puerto Rico open at Cocoa beach. Um, issue there also no shot link data. So, um, we're going back to the basics this week. Okay. I've got, you know, the course key stats uploaded, but it will look different to you this week. It is a par 72. It's going to play 7,600 yards. It's one of the longer golf courses on the PGA tour. It uh, does not necessarily require you to be a long hitter. Ask Graham McDowell who won here last year. Um, not a very long hitter, but you know, was able to take advantage of the par fives via, you know, three shot par fives. You're being able to get there in two, um, full complement of those par fives. And what I've done instead of having, 
you know, past Paul on putting stats, I just put the putting specialist on here. If you want the putting specialist, you can go th- look through that. And then because I don't have the full stat tracking, I don't have enough data. Uh, I don't have the course key stats for you. You know, the correlation model, it needs information to be put into it. So what I did is I actually just showed you what are the most common stats uh, that correlate to success on the PGA tour. So it shouldn't be a surprise to you that like uh, birdie or better percentage uh, on average over the course of the PGA tour and all of its events correlates very well to success. Makes sense. Driving accuracy, driving distance. Those are two and three. And then strokes gained approach is fourth. So should be no, no real surprise that that's what's going on here. Um, and we're going to talk about the entire field, but while I'm here, I want to show you at least the birdie makers, because these are guys that, um, you know, this thing's probably going to turn into a birdie fest, 18, 19 under par, maybe 20. I think the last two years was 18 under, uh, that won this event. The only two times it's been a PGA tour event. So you're going to need to make, make birdies, right. And, and sometimes birdie fests turn into putting contests, which we'll talk about putters in a second, but here are the guys that lead this field in birdie or better percentage. Seamus power is $7,500. He makes 25% uh, of his holes are birdies or better. Charlie Hoffman, Denny McCarthy, Christopher Ventura, Honor Bon Lahiri. Those are your top five. Um, I think Denny McCarthy is interesting because he also crosses over to the really good putters, right? So if this turns into a putting contest, if it turns into a, a birdie fest, Denny McCarthy likely to find himself near the top of the leaderboard. And the Christopher Ventura is the other guy who really pops off another great putter. Um, you know, Ventura does it on the two ends. He bookends this. He's, he's pretty good off the tee. He's great with a flat stick, pretty terrible in between on approach and around the green. But if he can figure it out, he's playing well. Uh, he might make a little bit of noise this week. Um, I'll jump over to the cheat sheet. We'll talk through this field. There is a lot to talk about, uh, because there are so many new names and different angles to, to, to take this from. So let's go over to the cheat sheet and you'll see, uh, maybe a common name, maybe a familiar name at the top of the player pool here. Maybe not. Uh, it's Will Zalatoris. If you watched last week, uh, very high on Will, he ends up finishing sixth at the U S open and he is certainly trending in the right direction, but can we pay $10,900 for him? You know, I've been very clear that I think Will is uh, phenomenal. I think that he is t- taking the same path that Sung J M, that Scotty Scheffler are, where they're the best player on the Corn Ferry Tour, and they come and they make a bunch of noise on the, on the PGA Tour immediately. Uh, do I think you should be paying $10,900 for a guy that we literally have no PGA, like, no data on, right? I mean, we've got his strokes gain numbers from last week, which were phenomenal, but he doesn't have enough to qualify for anything. Um, so here I can sort last week's live leaderboard uh, by strokes gain T to green. Will Zalatoris was seventh in the field behind only Bryson, Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson. I mean, just look at what the leaderboard ended up being last week. I mean, you have the, you have some of these names Bryson, Xander, DJ, Finau, Rory, JT, Webb Simpson, uh, Will Zalatoris, right? Like he is up there amongst the top players in the world. I know that was only one event last week, but for him to show up and show out like he did, it was really impressive. Now, 
Can you make the case that playing an emotionally draining U.S. Open at winged foot last week is actually going to be a detriment? Yes, you can make that case. Can you make a case that you shouldn't be paying $10,900 for a guy who has like one PGA Tour start? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you could make that case. So so here's the way I'm going with this. Um, I've, I've bet Will to win. I got him at 14 to one when the number dropped. He's like a co-favorite, which is also crazy. That's essentially my, my, my FOMO bet. I, I, my investment on, I think Will is going to be very good for a very long time in a game theory aspect, in a fantasy golf DFS situation, it's probably wrong to play him is my hunch here. Um, now, I also think that, like, does anybody benefit more from a win? No, probably not, because he doesn't even have his status. He doesn't even have his status on tour. Um, he's going to get a bunch of sponsors exemptions. He's going to get into a couple other majors, I believe, with that top 10 at the U.S. Open. But, like, it would be huge for him to win this. So, put all that together, I think he's going to be very popular. I think in a game theory situation, you probably have to avoid him. I'll know more in, later in the week. Um when the projected ownership comes out. So you'll want to tune into the live chat on Wednesday. After that, Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Sam Burns round out the $10,000 range. Sam Burns, very interesting. Sam Burns, and, and there are other guys in the field similar to Sam Burns that like, um, you know, they kind of thrive in these weaker field events. And that's exactly what we're going to get this week, right? Like you can look at Safeway Open history. You can look at Puerto Rico Open history. See the names that pop up. The, that's what we're going to kind of be looking for this week. So Sam Burns, you know, we saw him in contention the last time he teed it up. Um, he fell off a bit on Sunday, I believe, and finished seventh at the Safeway. But now in his last two starts, he has that seventh at the Safeway, and he has a 13th at the Wyndham, and he missed the cut at the Northern Trust, and he finished 12th here last year. So, like, I could really back Sam Burns. I think Mackenzie Hughes is probably, like, the best of these guys, um, most established finished runner up here last year. If this turns into a birdie fest putting contest, I think he benefits from that, uh, opposite of Corey Connors, who, if you're trying to get into a, a, a putting contest with Corey Connors, like I could probably beat Corey Connors in a putting contest. Uh, so now you could also make the argument for these guys, like for Mackenzie Hughes, that missing the cut at the PGA championship or I'm sorry, at the U.S. Open, was beneficial. You know, that grueling, we heard Justin Thomas say how grueling Wingsfoot was. These guys were exhausted when they came off the course. You know, Hughes doesn't have to deal with that over the weekend. He's fresh. He heads to the Dominican Republic, and uh, he's ready to rock and roll. So, you know, I, I probably rank them maybe like Hughes in a vacuum, right? This is no, no game theory or whatever. Um, it's probably Hughes and Will. Sam Burns, Corey Connors is the way that I'd want to roll them out this week. Before we get too far into this, I do want to go to the um, strokes gain database and I want to pull up or hold on. Let me do this real quick. Yeah, here we go. So I want to pull up Puerto Rico open data. And uh, again, we, we don't have the shot link stuff, but we've got the finishing positions, of course, because um, this is the only other has Palm greens that we get on the PGA tour. So I think there's something here. Uh, Hovland obviously won last year. He's not, he's not in the field or this year, I guess I should say uh, Emiliano Grio, Kyle Stanley, Sam Ryder. They all finished in the top five at the Puerto Rico open Matthew Neesmith. Matthew Neesmith is like the king of 
kind of these really weaker fields, right? I mean, he tends to pop up in weaker field situations and the Puerto Rico Open. Uh, Rob Oppenheim, also interesting. He's playing well at the moment. He had a top 10 at the Puerto Rico Open this year. Um, Christopher Ventura, there's a name. Doug Gim, there's a name. Those are guys that I'm a bit more bullish on with what they're doing recently and also the fact that they have this experience at the other course that's most going to uh, resemble this week's uh, Corrales Golf Club. So keep that in mind. If you want to go to this tool and, and, and check it out, I encourage you to do it. You can flip through the last couple of years. So we'll go back to the cheat sheet here and look at uh, some of the guys in the sub 10K range. I mean, Adam Long uh, played well at the U.S. Open. Again, you have to decide whether that grueling situation is good or bad, but he but he finished 13th. Uh, again, pops up in some of these weaker field events, like 3M Open, he was your runner-up. Emiliano Grillo, he's always going to show here. He's always going to be your Tita Green guy. But I'm really, the more that I think about this, the more that I look at this, Denny McCarthy becomes more and more interesting. Um, let me pull see if I can pull up Denny's strokes gain numbers here so let's do by tournament and and you know denny is just a putting phenom he's an absolute stud uh two years in a row he has won the uh strokes gain putting crown but what's interesting is this right here starting at the 3m open he kind of started to find something with his ball striking gained about a shot and a half at both the 3M and the PGA Championship, which is great for him. Uh, the Wyndham Championship, he went nuts. He gained nearly seven strokes. He top 10 that. Uh, over four at the Northern Trust. And then he was almost break even, slightly negative at the Safeway Open. And you can see there is a small uptick. And this is his running totals, right? So you can see, I don't know if you can see it here. There is a small uptick right around that time where he's starting to figure his irons out. And to me, uh, I look at it like this. You know, he hasn't played since Friday at the Safeway. He's he's well-rested. He's one of the best putters on tour. He had success here in the past. If this turns, and he makes a lot of birdies, if this turns into a birdie putting fest and the guy's turning this corner with his irons and with his ball striking, really good spot. So I, I don't know if it's worth Starting your lineups here at $9,600, I don't know if you can get away with that. I don't know if you have to have a guy above that. But Denny McCarthy seems to me to be a pretty good target. I, I like that a lot. Um, Christopher Ventura, also 9200 Feels like a really good sweet spot for him. We know he comes from the highly acclaimed Oklahoma State program. Um, he is starting again. I, I use the phrase turning the corner seventh at the Safeway 37th at the Wyndham 19th at the Barracuda. Those are his last three starts. We don't have a lot of data on him, but he's starting to put, uh, finishes together. Someone I would be concerned about Pat Perez. So I, I, I know he's kind of a more popular name. He's someone that we've, we've recognized in the past finished ninth at the Safeway. The last time we saw him, he gained like Seven and a half strokes putting or something like that. I can pull it up. Pat Perez. He gained 7.2 strokes putting at the Safeway. It was his fourth best performance of his career. Unlikely that that happens again. The rest of his game hasn't been so good. There was a time when Pat Perez was a prolific birdie maker. Uh, you know, he'd be in that 25% 
birdie or better percentage, but we might be like four years removed from that. I mean, it's not the same Pat Perez anymore. He's had injuries since. Um, I probably won't fall for the Brandon Grace at $9,000 thing. You know, he misses the cut at the U.S. Open. He got in late, misses the cut at Wyndham and Barracuda. He, he WDs and... 3M. I mean, it just it just hasn't been a good run for him. Um, Charlie Hoffman. I I have a feeling this is gonna be a spot where a lot of people go, and I'm lukewarm on it. I think it's fine if you understand what you're getting yourself into. Uh, and for Charlie Hoffman, that is basically a very volatile situation. Now, if that's what you're looking for, that's great. But you can see. I mean, look at his ball striking. From we'll go from workday gains four. Loses 5.8 field average, gains six, gains one. Uh, it's pretty rare to get. I mean, I mean, he's got a nine-stroke swing from Travelers to 3M, and then from 3M to the Northern Trust. Like that's like an 11-shot swing. I mean, it's. I get it. Uh, he has the upside. I, I'm not. I'm probably not as warm as as others are going to be on Charlie Hoffman. But if that's what you want, I understand it. Patrick Rogers is here at $8,000, finished 22nd two years ago, the only time you played this event, long hitter. Uh, I know you don't have to be long at Corrales Golf Club, but it certainly is going to benefit you almost every single time. Um, Hits it a long way, 7,600 yards. I could see that. I mentioned Rob Oppenheim, who not only has uh, made the cut and finished 35th in his only trip to this event, had a top, what was it, 10 or 20 at the Puerto Rico Open this year, now has three straight top 35s, and he's $7,600. Also, what you have to remember is, when you finish 35th in a regular tour stop, and then you come here, like, That's a big deal. I mean, we have a guy who doesn't even have status on the PGA Tour who is the highest salaried player. Uh, We have a lot of guys who don't have any wins. They don't have much experience on the PGA Tour. Uh, So a lot of these guys who are normally the 120th best player in the field on a given week are now like the 20th best player in the field. And, And it's significant. So I know it's weird to just be like, wow, a 36th place finish at the Safeway. That's great, Rob. But like, it kind of is, uh, you know, a 15th at the Wyndham, like that's phenomenal. Like he, I don't know who finished ahead of him at the Wyndham. Uh, there's probably only a few guys here that did Denny McCarthy, Sam Burns at quick glance. Like that might be it. Uh, it's just a different feel this week at this tour stop. It's going to still feel like an alternate field event, but it's a, it's a full field event. You could make the case. Will Gordon is at $7,600, the most undervalued uh player on this board and i think i've already seen his number be bet down from 90 to 66 last time i saw it um and i think that's right we don't have a huge sample size on will gordon let me see if i can pull this up for you here 
But what we do have is pretty good, and he does it in a way that I think is is handy, which is he's really good off the tee. Um, his his iron game is a bit sporadic, but all all in all, he's kind of a, a tour average player with his irons. But he's really good off the tee. Uh, remember, he finished third at the Travelers. Then he had that sprint to earn enough points on you know with the special temporary membership status. I think he did. I think he's a full member right now. And uh, I mean, he is an accomplished college player out of out of Vanderbilt. This is gonna honestly. So many guys in this uh, in this field are going to be like college guys he played against in the last couple of years. It's going to be guys from the SEC, guys from the ACC. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think you really have to consider what the field composition is is going to look like. Um, Doug Gim, Doug Gim, fourteenth at Safeway, eighteenth at the three M. Um, doesn't do it with the strokes gain numbers the way I would I would really like him to, but I, I think you could do much worse. Real fiery when he makes the cut, he makes a run at it. Uh, and again, it's just it's the field this week. It's absolutely the field. Let me flip you over to the Holy Grail. So this is on the 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 strokes gain database because I've loaded in the Corrales Punta Cana field, and you can kind of filter this any way you want and and, and see what these guys are up to. I think it's kind of hilarious and funny that uh you know the best player in this field in the last five years of the database or six years of the database is obviously Henrik Stenson um he he's not necessarily that same player anymore and also we don't really know what he is Uh, the guy's played three times since the tour came back uh it was I think WGC FedEx St. Jude and then where I think he finished 35th or 36th or something. And then he missed the cut at both the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. I have no idea what Henrik Stenson's game is like. I'm not sure he does. I'm surprised to even see him here. But if we change this to, let's just change it to since the restart. I, I think that's a really good time frame. I continue to, to enjoy that. So uh, since the restart, we're going to let this load. Now, you're going to have a ton of guys with very little data. But we're going back to Charles Schwab. So this is... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen tournaments. Last fifteen, last fifteen tournaments we're looking at here. Will Zalatoris, of course, leads this field in strokes gained total. That's four rounds. Okay, he gained two point eight two per round at the U.S. Open. Um, of course, he's going to be there. Christopher Ventura is next. Again, only fourteen rounds. Then you get Sam Burns third. Now he's got a pretty decent sample size, twenty eight. Chris Baker talked about him a couple weeks ago. I think it's Safeway. Again, um, these are guys that are playing well. They just have really small sample sizes. So you have to decide if that's okay for you. Sometimes, I mean, this week of all weeks, it probably is because we have so many guys who have a small sample size, uh, which also includes Akshay Batia. Six rounds. That's two events. He made the cut at Safeway, I believe, finished 10th to get him. I think that got him into this field, first of all. Um, he is a highly touted young guy. I mean, he's like, I don't don't even know. I feel like he's always, he's been 19 forever. He's very young, lefty, tall, lanky, uh, has to figure out the putter, but like kind of dangerous in situations like this. And then Mackenzie Hughes, he's the guy who has the biggest sample size, has been the best since the tour restart. Doug Gim's up here as well. Um, If you want to go even shorter than this, which um, I guess you could and go since, let's go since the PGA Championship. So let's go Wyndham on. So this would be 8 16 2020. So Wyndham on. Will is obviously at the top. Yeah, see, all these guys have just one tournament. So I'm not sure if that's a good idea. This is a really small sample, obviously. I mean, the first 
the first like 10 or 12 guys have only played one event or they only have four rounds. I guess that could be technically two events. So, um, you know what? That's probably too much. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. Let's go back to since the restart here. What I really love to do is to sort this by Tita green numbers and try to get a, a bit more indi uh, indication of who's hitting the ball well. So here you go. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow. This is really interesting. Okay. So Will Zalator is still number one. No problem there. Hank Lebiota is $6,600. He has 18 rounds. That's not insignificant compared to some of these other guys who only have 12, 14, six rounds. He's second. He's got 18 rounds. He's 6,600. Uh, gaining 1.08 strokes from T to green. That's pretty phenomenal. He's been so bad with the putter. He's losing a three quarters of a stroke per round. That's Emiliano Grio levels. Seriously. I'm not even kidding. They're both, they're both gaining nearly a stroke from T to green and losing three quarters of a stroke putting. So Hank Lebiota has been the cheap. Ver oh, this is really interesting. The cheap version of Emiliano Grio. So you could in theory, save the $3,200 from Griot and get like the same guy in Lebiota and just hope they ride a hot putter. It's not that crazy. Um, who else is on here? Kyle Baker. I'm sorry. That's not his name. Chris Baker, Kyle Stanley, Corey Connors, Doug Gim, Luke List. Pretty interesting. I like doing it like this. And I also like doing it from strokes gained approach. Let's do that. Dude, Zalator is at the top of every single one. Obviously, it's only four rounds. Ryan Blom makes his appearance on the stroke gained approach side of this. Only eight rounds. Henrik Norlander used to be a DFS sweetheart. Might be back this week. 8,600. Interesting. So you can mess around with this. I, I love this tool. Really point some things out. The other thing I want to do, um, I want to do a custom model. But before I do, I want to go to the trends. There's a trends tool that sometimes I click and sometimes I don't for these videos on the cheat sheet that I really love. And again, we've got some small sample size issues, but uh, it, it tells you who's playing above their baseline, who's hot, who's not. So uh, the way to read this is the guys on the left in the green, they're your hot players. Um, Nelson Ledesma averaging over three strokes more than his baseline per round. Now that's only four rounds. Uh, Akshay Batia. Also over his baseline, JJ Spawn, DJ Trahan, Doug Gim, uh, guys that are on the wrong side of this, Parker McLaughlin, Graham McDowell, Sean Stephanie. These are guys that are playing below their baseline. But what I really like is this is visualized here in the breakout candidates. So you want guys in the upper left-hand corner of this graph. You want guys that are above their baseline in T to green recently, and they've been unlucky putting, meaning they're not putting as well as they normally do. And the names, some of these names continue to stand out. Denny McCarthy, Kyle Stanley, Keith Mitchell. Actually, I'm not sure I could get to Keith Mitchell. Luke List. These are guys that are hitting it well and putting worse than they normally do. Denny, everything I filter and everything I look at, Denny McCarthy's name pops out. I, I don't know if I'm now blind to it or what's the opposite of blind to it. Just biased to it. And I can't stop. I can't unsee it anymore. Um, but his name seems to show up in every single thing. Will Gordon, Bo Hogue, by the way, is on this list. Uh, Charlie Hoffman's here. Hank Lebiota's here. So those are your breakout candidates that I think could be good. Now, the opposite side of this, the ones you want to stay away from, are the guys that are hitting it worse than they normally do and are actually putting it better than they than they usually do. So you'd expect the putting to come back down. Um, 
and if they're if their ball striking stays, you're in big big trouble. Guys like that, I mean JJ Henry, Johnson Wagner. I don't know if you if you'd even consider playing these guys anyway. Bryce Garnett, Charles Howe the third might be the only guy you'd consider playing in this um, in this range. But he's someone that I think is playing with fire just a little bit. All right, let's make a model. Let's make a little model. All right, custom model here, and um, let's open this up. Uh, you can see it says U.S. Open, but as you can see from the salaries, we are definitely the, – the field is loaded. That will update here in a second, but the data will be correct. Um, so what are we looking for this week? You know, We don't have the, the benefit of the key metrics like we usually do, but we can kind of gauge this. Um, I'm going to rely on – kind of the basics here. So give me the, give me the strokes gain T to green guys. I want to put 25 of my 100 weights on that. Oh, there we go. Just updated. Um, also the four par fives, um, let's put 25 on actually, let's not put 25 on that. Let's put 15 on that. And we'll put 15 on birdie or better, which we've seen to be successful here in the past. I'll put, um, 15 on distance. It's one of the longest courses. I don't think it's necessary, but I think I would prefer it. Um, I also think this could turn into a bit of a putting contest. So let's add 10 weights to putting and it leaves us with 20 left. Oh boy. What do I do here? Um, I should have thought about this. Should I just, let's do this. We'll adjust. We'll change T to green to 30 putting to 15 leaves us with 10 and we'll put five more on birdie or better and five more on par fives and we'll run this. And we are, <laughs> oh, what a week. Seamus Power is my number one rank offer. <laughs> Will Gordon's two, Johnny Vegas is three, Sam Burns is four, Charlie Hoffman is five. Um, what I do think is interesting is usually, so the score that, that Seamus Power has being my number one golfer is 46. I feel like we're usually way below that. Um, you know, we've seen guys at like 12, I think Webb Simpson was like a 12, a couple of weeks ago. We've seen guys in the twenties and the thirties, uh, for my best guy to be a 46 on the score might be a bit indicative of what this event is actually going to bring, uh, might have to veto Seamus power a bit, uh, not big into that. I think he carries a lot of it from the from the birdie or better percentage. Uh, but Will Gordon is here. Sam Burns is here. Those are guys that I identified uh, previously just off the eye test. Adam Shank. Uh, I like Adam Shank. I, I wonder and I worry about his upside, quite frankly. I, I think he's very consistent. I think if you want him to get through the cut, I think that's fine. But uh, I worry about his upside. Christopher Ventura is in my top, you know, 10 or 12 or so. So this is pretty interesting. I might have to tweak around with these a little bit. And without the, um, without the real key stat metrics and all the strokes gain stuff, it's tough. So, um, we'll see, we'll see this week should be a lot of fun. I'm not staying away from this week. I know, I know some people are like, ah, I'll just come back next week. I think these are the weeks that we with, you know, tools and knowledge and doing the research and being familiar with these golfers. I think we do better in these weeks. You know, Safeway was a pretty good week for everybody. I think I think this is a good week to, to run it out there. So I'm not taking the week off, um, but I will be on the road. So join me Wednesday, 1030 Eastern time for a live chat. You can go drop your questions in now. The link is in the description. 1030 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. We'll break as much of this down as possible. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it. Punta Cana. Enjoy. 
Tweet me, at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. Best of luck. Later.